The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Here you are, BPMs high, sweat dripping, body moving, tongue panting. You're working hard, real hard, and you're thirsty. You need vitamins, nutrients for peak performance and energy. And your plants do too. Aw, I mean, just look at the little guy. Water-soluble plant food from miracle Grow is full of essential nutrients. Just a little scoop into your watering can and boom, instant feeding and bigger, more beautiful plants. It's kind of like a sports drink for your plants. You may have to suffer from heat, but your plants do not. Welcome to True Crime Garage. Wherever you are, whatever you are doing, thanks for listening. I'm your host, Nick, and with me, as always, is a guy that would like to remind us all that you never know where a Mac attack will strike. He is the captain. Daddy Mac is going to make you jump, jump. It's good to be seen, and it's good to see you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for telling a friend. Today we are sipping on Coffee Red by the good folks at Sibling Revelry Brewing. Garage grade 4 out of 5 bottle caps. Coffee Red has the aroma of iced coffee and caramel follows with a lightly roasted body and a sweetened coffee finish. And this week's beer was brought to us by our good friends. First up we have Paula and Quinn's Rocks, Australia. And a big shout out to Anna B. in Vancouver. Next up let's give a cheers to Alicia in West Palm Beach, Florida. And a big we like your jib to Karen in St. Louis, Missouri. Next we have Beverly sending hugs and kisses from Parts Unknown. Well, that's better than giving hugs and kisses to Parts Unknown. <laughs> and last but certainly not least, a big cheers to Stephanie G, who listens to TCG while digitally designing teeth in Atlanta. <laughs> so thanks everybody for filling up the fridge for this week's shows if you want to help us out with next week's shows go to truecrimegarage.com and just click on the beer fund yeah and if you'd like to support the show and get something in return go to the store page we've got a lot of t-shirts some hoodies and a sticker pack coming soon and that is enough of the business alright everybody gather around grab a chair grab a beer let's talk some true crimes After the quadruple homicides and the arson, remember the police chief said publicly that the elaborate crime probably required the presence and assistance of more than one person and that there were probably other suspects. 
Authorities arrested only Darren Went. We need to circle back to someone we discussed earlier. This is Jordan Wallace, Sava's 28-year-old personal assistant. He is a very significant part of this story. Jordan was the son of a police officer who was on active duty at the time of the Savopolis family murders. Jordan was into race cars, and by all accounts, race car driving was his passion. He had owned his own race car and had participated in several races. Jordan met Sava in 2013 at the Autobahn go-kart race course in Jessup, Maryland. The two men bonded over their love of cars, and Sava hired Jordan in March of 2015, this is just months before the murders, to be his personal assistant after Jordan was laid off from Autobahn. Jordan told people close to him that this was his dream job. He got to drive fancy cars, travel, and make decent money. Yeah. Sava, as we have seen, trusted Jordan with every task, including handling $40,000 in cash on that fateful day. Well, and plus, your boss, he was your friend before he was your boss. But some people, including investigators, began to wonder whether Jordan could have been in on the plan to extort the family for money. Well, he's the personal assistant, right? So he would know their whereabouts. He's been inside their home. Yeah, and he knows the family schedule and daily comings and goings, and he certainly was aware of how much money they had. Right. He could very easily have been the mastermind behind the whole thing, feeding this information to Went or someone else. Second, he had deleted the last photo from his phone, the photo of the cash in the red bag. Right. He told police that he had deleted the photo right away, but actually he deleted it after the fire. There were several other photos on his phone of him inside the various luxury cars owned by the family. Right, but he's a car guy, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be a natural thing. I think the the suspicious thing is the photo of the cash. Well, and you probably shouldn't be taking pictures of your boss's car or what you have or these, I got a bunch of cash. Probably shouldn't take pictures of those because if that information gets out, again, these people are so wealthy that they have a target on their back for crimes like this. Mm -hmm. Well, and they had some other items too that they were concerned about. One, Jordan Wallace's BMW was found on the afternoon of May 14th, parked right near the Savopolis home. Jordan told police it was because he had driven to the house when he heard of the fire because he was actually asked to check on the family. Right. The vehicle was impounded and searched. If it was parked there, why wasn't he, why didn't he move it afterwards? Well, it's very likely he wasn't given the opportunity to move the vehicle. Right. The way this probably went down, he returns to the house. Remind you, he's been asked by his boss's company to go to the house and see what's going on. Mm-hmm. They contacted him. He goes to the house and he's like, he responds back to the person that asked him to go to the home. This was Debbie Masser that we discussed earlier. Mm-hmm. He calls her and says, look, I'm here. The house is on fire. They're not letting me go inside. I don't know what's going on. And so I figure the way that this works is that he parks near the home. And then once they're putting out the fire and the police arrive and the detectives are there, they probably block everything off. And sorry, Jordan, but your car was right in front of the house. Right. So do- But my question is, did somebody come pick him up? Do we know this information? No, I don't know that. Uh, One thing that they also found curious was that Jordan's father 
lived in the same apartment complex where Darren Wentz's sister and two of Wentz's brothers lived mm. and where Wentz occasionally crashed. According yeah, that's, to Yeah, that's pretty suspicious. Right. According to some reports, Jordan and Wentz actually lived in the same building or at least in very close proximity. And as you pointed out, it's quite a coincidence. Most people didn't think it could be just a coincidence. Right. Finally, the police stated in their affidavit for Darren Wentz's arrest that Jordan had lied to them repeatedly. He was interviewed by detectives for four and a half hours immediately after the fire. So he likely was taken directly from the scene to be questioned immediately to figure out what's going on. Well, and these are, you know, some of these are little tiny lies. As law enforcement, you have to go, well, what do these little tiny lies equal to? So some of the things that they uh, were pretty quickly discovered to be untrue in his statements, you know, this is where you look at these and you go, are these actual lies or just mistakes? And of course, Jordan's going to claim that these were just mistakes he made in his statements. So the affidavit says Jordan changed his account of how things with the money went down. He initially told police that he received the voicemail from Sava telling him to pick up the package on Thursday morning. We know that he actually received it on Wednesday evening, the message to do so. Right. He initially told police that Ted Chase handed him the $40,000 cash in a manila envelope. Actually, Ted handed Jordan four stacks of bills and Jordan later placed the money in an envelope. Right. He initially told police that the red sports car, remember where he was supposed to deliver the money to Mm -hmm. that he found it locked and he had to find the key in a cabinet inside the garage to open it up when actually they were able to prove that it was unlocked. What it seems like could have been, happening with these lies or misstatements, which seems somewhat inconsequential is that Jordan told these things to police before they looked through his phone. Right. Once they did, they saw the discrepancies. It's possible that he was tired and stressed out and upset because his boss and friend had just been murdered. Yeah. And he was, you know, afraid of how things would look or how he would look. Or as some thought it's possible This guy was hiding something very serious. But if you have the money and you're the mastermind and you know that they're going to be murdered, why drop off the money anyways? That's a good question. Right, because he's the only one that we have left to tell us that the money got there. So police obviously were quite interested in Jordan Wallace. Law enforcement obtained multiple search warrants for Jordan's car and they took possession of his phone, laptop, two backpacks, and various receipts and documents. Yeah, this dirt bag and went, and he has connections to the personal assistant of a major corporation. That's fishy. Yeah, and I think the other giant red flag that, that we should point out here is, this is what would stand out to me as an investigator, this personal assistant that might know the routine and the comings and goings of this family better than anyone other than maybe the housekeepers that have worked there for a long period of time. Yeah. Is this personal assistant because he he has intimate knowledge of what's going on. But the red flag is you're like, this dude was only hired a few months before the murders. Right. 
It's not like this is a long-time personal assistant. Now, we should point out here, Jordan completely cooperated with the investigation, even submitting a DNA sample well, willingly. Hold on. He, he, he cooperated uh, after he told him a bunch of lies. Right, but again, it, it's, it, I mean, we're talking, he's the first guy they're talking to after he finds out this family's been murdered. Right. So he, he cooperates, and this is per the investigators, not per Jordan Wills, Wallace. He submitted DNA sample willingly. There was gasoline that was detected in the interior of his car, which obviously does not look good. But Jordan pointed out that he worked on race cars all of the time and transported parts and gasoline in his car. The title to one of Saba's sports cars was actually found in Jordan's car. But Jordan told police part of his job was updating the registration at the DMV. Right. And you know your days of property management and working for similar situations that this is common practice. One of my job duties, which didn't occur very often. Okay, so one of my job duties was to renew somebody's license, driver's license. Mm-hmm. And which sounds like, well, how do you actually do that without being the person? There are ways if you know their personal information. And also one of the things that I did was to um, renew the registration, the tags on the vehicles. Yeah. So let's talk about, let's go back to evidence because this is a unique case where there's actually much more physical evidence than circumstantial given that we have went dead to rights thanks to the pizza DNA, but we don't have much circumstantial evidence. We do have some, though, so let's go through that at this point because right now they're trying to build a case against Went. We're also trying to determine who these other suspects could be. Went was identified positively by a woman who on May 14th saw him loitering in the parking lot of the church around 5 p.m. where minutes later, someone torched the Porsche. She described the physical appearance of a man she saw to police before they had even identified went through the DNA. She described this person as a muscular, shorter African-American male with dreadlocks and a ponytail, wearing a white shirt, dark jeans, and a necklace. Two yard workers at the Australian ambassador's home Think about that. Australian ambassador's home. That's how important of a neighborhood this is. Yeah. Located across 32nd Street from the garage side of the Savopolis home said that on Thursday, May 14th, they both saw an African-American male with dreadlocks wearing a white T-shirt and dark jeans with a string backpack on his back, walk with purpose down the sidewalk and duck down under the still opening garage door of the Savopolis home or seemed to open for him and closed immediately behind him. Right. But that seems kind of suspicious too, that this guy walks up, the door opens almost as if he has the power to open it. And then he goes inside and the door closes. Right. What would a personal assistant have the garage door opener? Right. This, this seems like a situation where either one of two things are happening here. Either Went is walking up to the home 
and an accomplice inside opens up the garage door, allows him in and then closes it behind him. Or he's walking with the garage door opener on his person. Right. Or he's timing a family member entering the garage. So this was spotted by eyewitnesses and this was around noon on the 14th. Now, as we discussed, Wentz's phone went dark, not communicating with anyone on May 13th until the evening of the 14th, the two days that are in question. Right. And in the days after the murders, Went made several incriminating searches on his phone. He searched for 10 hideout cities for fugitives, five countries with no U.S. extradition treaty, mm. how to beat a lie detector test, and several searches for how to reset an iPhone. He also texted his girlfriend a photo of two white iPhones on the night of May 14th, exactly like those owned by Sava and Amy, and asked her whether iPhones could be tracked. Right. He also deleted a number of photos taken on his phone that were taken on the 13th and the 14th. And then, of course, we have... In the days after the murders, went is seen with large numbers of $100 bills on surveillance footage at these stores. Vanessa told police, remember the girlfriend, right. that Went had been wearing a hoodie that had a big red stain on it. He told her that he had cut himself. And one of the young women in the Chevy Cruze with Went when he was arrested told investigators that she noticed that Went's dread smelled like smoke as if he had been around a fire like a bonfire. Yeah. That, that smell you can't get rid of, but ladies, here's a little dating advice for you. A guy comes to your place to hang out with you. Maybe possibly to take you out on a date. Cause he did take her out to dinner, right? Mm-hmm. Took her to buy some things. Mm-hmm. He comes over, he has a hoodie with a big spot on it. That's blood and says he cut himself. You go, I'm not going on that date. I'm not, I'm not going. That's, well, and even if you believe him, you see his mugshot on, on TV later and then go to a, a hotel with him. <laughs> now, I, I also wonder, though, given his violent nature that we are very aware of, well, aware of mm-hmm. at any time was maybe she intimidated to go to the hotel or, you know what I mean? Was she just complying with his demands yeah, for but whatever when reason? He, right, but when he comes in and you see this giant spot and you go, hey, <laughs> a sucker is that is that blood and he goes oh yeah I don't worry about this blood on me I, I cut myself don't worry about it don't worry about a damn thing don't worry about that blood what she needs to do is say nah, i gotta go get my hair done right i gotta use the restroom i gotta call the police that's good, what you do good that's, to see you at my doorstep blood stain come on in yes um, this <laughs> has been uh dating with the captain All right, so let's get to some of what I think is some of the more juicier stuff, right? So we still have this impending trial because they're building this case against Went. Right. So Darren Went finally went to trial in September of 2018. This is on 20 counts of murder, kidnapping, burglary, extortion, felony murder, theft, and arson. Aggravating circumstances, which would mean that he would get life without parole, were alleged because the crimes were especially heinous, atrocious, and cruel. Right. Went 
pled not guilty. Told you not to worry about that blood. In pretrial hearings and motions, his lawyers with the District Public's Defender Service gave a glimpse into their planned defense. They said they uncovered evidence implicating someone else as the killer. Over the objections of prosecutors, the judge allowed the defense to wait until trial to publicly disclose this alternative suspect's identity. Mm -hmm. His attorneys had been hinting at their strategy for some time, stating publicly, Wint, our client, lacks the intellectual capabilities to orchestrate this complicated of an operation. Mm -hmm. When the opening day of the trial came, prosecutors didn't hold back in their opening remarks. They described what happened. The family was held hostage, beaten, asphyxiated, stabbed, tortured, and killed by Darren Wint. The motive, money, greed, and revenge. DNA doesn't lie, said the U.S. attorney Christopher Bruckman. And Wint's DNA was found on the pizza, the knife handle, the construction vest, and the hard hat. Prosecuting attorneys stated that Darren Wint was likely solely responsible for the four murders and that they would prove this throughout the course of the trial, which was expected to last eight weeks. When it came time for defense attorneys to make their opening statements, they dropped a bombshell. Everyone had anticipated that they were likely to allege Wint had had accomplices. Mm -hmm. But instead, they alleged that Wint was totally innocent. And in fact, his brother Daryl Wint had been the perpetrator. Oh, well, that makes sense. So they should just let him get out of jail. Darren Wint, they said, was set up by Daryl and Stefan Wint and by Jordan Wallace. The evidence keeps pouring in. At this point, the facts are undeniable. It's an open and shut case. Monopoly Go is the most fun you can have in a mobile game. Everyone is still talking about Monopoly Go for a good reason. It is an absolute hit. Millions of people pass Go every day because this game is always bringing something new to the table. Like countless crazy tournaments, you can join with your friends as partners or teams. Or timed events, offering bonuses like massive multipliers or rent frenzies to help you get huge rewards. And there's so many rewards to discover. Rare stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums. Delightful emojis to taunt people with when you raid their riches. Unique playing pieces and so much more. The verdict is in. With Monopoly Go, there's something new to discover every time you play. So don't miss out. Go download it now free on the App Store and Google Play. Do you want to set your child up for success? Of course you do. That's why you need to check out IXL Learning today. IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids covering math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. There's one site for all kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. Kids could use it at home on their computer 
or on an app on your phone or a tablet. No more grading those worksheets. IXL grades everything for you. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. I love recommending IXL learning. Kids can learn at home or on the go. And all my friends and family that are using it absolutely love it because it's so easy to set up and so easy to use. And even the kids that I've recommended it to their parents have told me, hey, Captain, thank you. I was having problems in math and my parents couldn't help me, but IXL could. Do you want to get your kids back on track or do you just want to get your kids ahead? Do so with IXL Learning. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And True Crime Garage listeners get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com slash garage. Visit IXL.com slash garage to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Check out IXL.com slash garage today. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out that you've been paying a fortune for wireless. When Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all of your existing contacts. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. Save a lot of money with Mint Mobile. Get their great mobile wireless service delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. That's premium service at a great price. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash TCG. That's mintmobile.com slash TCG. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash TCG. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factor's no-prep, no-mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Make your day delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. I am new to Factor, and I have been loving every minute of it. I have a problem, and it's called lunch. 
Some days I need a pack of lunch and some days I work from home. Whether I'm at home or whether I'm on the go, Factor is fueling my lunch from now on. Head to factormeals.com slash truecrimegarage50 and use code truecrimegarage50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code truecrimegarage50 at factormeals.com slash truecrimegarage50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. All right, cheers, mates. Make sure you check out our old episodes exclusively on the Stitcher app and check out our weekly bonus show called Off the Record on Stitcher Premium. So what kind of evidence was the defense going to use to show that Went was innocent? Yeah, because on the surface, this does seem like a crime that would be done by more than one individual. Well, I think what the shocker is here is not so much that that we're told that other people were involved, but to be told that Went was innocent and he was actually set up by these other individuals. Mm-hmm. So first they pointed to a witness statement that reported a short-haired man driving the Porsche. Went had long dreadlocks. Stefan Went had very short hair and lived right across the street from where the Porsche was burned. Right. They pointed to the video of the man in the church parking lot carrying the bucket, a man whom the witness from the parking lot said was not the man she saw earlier. Darren went. Remember, she describes Darren went. She's also telling police the person in your video is not the man that I saw. Right. And in fact, this video shows the man carrying this bucket wearing a dark hoodie, which the woman who saw went in the parking lot said he was wearing a white shirt. So who was this other man? The yard workers across the street saw went outside of the home, ducking under the garage door to enter the house. Clearly, went had not been in the house. He had come from somewhere outside of the home. So they pointed out that someone else must have been there with the hostages and opened the garage door for Went to enter. Defense attorneys pointed out that Daryl Went, the brother of the suspect, the brother of the one being tried, he had a conviction and had served time for assault with a knife. He didn't have much of an alibi for those two days. And Daryl had been the one to ask Chelsea to purchase money orders for him. Yeah. The hairs found on the hard hat and the bedding inside the home could not be attributed exclusively and with certainty to Darren Went. This is what the defense alleged. Mm-hmm. Now keep in mind, mitochondrial DNA is the same in people with the same maternal lineage. Right, right, right. Right. So Stefan and Darren went shared a mother and would have the same profile for the purposes of the hair analysis. Never mind that Stefan had very short hair and the hairs that were found were long. Right. They, I mean, they left that part out. Right. It seems that as the trial progressed, defense attorneys decided to move away from allegations that Jordan Wallace was involved. They didn't really present anything against him where you see them clearly pointing out things against Wentz brothers. 
Now, Jordan did testify, but he testified for the prosecution. And he was considered by most to be a believable witness. He spoke tearfully of his admiration for the Savopoulos family. He said he had never met or even heard of any of the Wentz. He never had keys to the Savopoulos home or a garage access device and did not know the alarm code or how to work the system. He had only been to the house on occasion. Furthermore, experts for the prosecution testified that cell phone tracking technology put Jordan's phone at exactly the places he said he had been on the 13th and the 14th of May. Well, good then. He was scared into actually telling the truth, finally. Darren went and took the stand and alleged that Daryl and Stefan had set him up. The story he told was this. You ready for a story, Captain? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so Darren went says his brother Daryl promised him some work that day as a drywaller. So the two met up around 6 a.m. on the 13th. Daryl then told Went that he actually didn't have any work for him, but he needed to use Went's van for the day. After they had breakfast, Daryl dropped Went at his friend's house. This is, man is named Ed. But Went accidentally left his phone in the van, who is now with his brother. Because of this, he couldn't reach anyone all day or go anywhere. Went hit hung out with Ed all day and they got drunk. Mm. Went passed out that evening and woke up the next day. At this point, he got in touch with his brother, Daryl, who came to pick him up in a Porsche turbo. They drove to the site where Daryl said he was working. This was the Savopolis home. When they arrived, went and Daryl went into the home after Daryl gave him a neon vest and hard hat to wear. Went didn't see or hear anyone else, but he did eat a piece of pizza that Daryl offered him. Daryl, he noted, was wearing work gloves when he handled the pizza box. Went said he never went upstairs in the home. He left at one point to help Daryl move the van, and when he came back, he ducked under the garage door to get in after Daryl opened it for him. He admitted that he was the man the yard workers at the Australian ambassador's home saw entering the garage. Then he said, Daryl told him that he, Daryl, was going to rob the place and went wanted nothing to do with that. So he left and walked toward a bus stop. But Daryl picked him up in the Porsche and they drove down New York Avenue. Daryl was the short-haired man wearing the neon vest spotted by a witness. Now, Daryl was bald. Right. Went also admitted that he was the man that Lori Atkinson saw in the church parking lot. He had been dropped off there to go home by Daryl after Daryl gave him two iPhones and $6,000 for the purchase of his van. He searched for how to pass a lie detector when he saw the fire and the murders on the news and realized what his brothers must have done. He had no explanation for how his DNA got on the knife handle. Yeah, but he has explanation for almost everything else. Right. So maybe they just gave up at that point while we, we, we did the best we could. We can't figure out the knife handle though. Well, so needless to say, this is quite a tale. Um, Prosecutors were now there. They have an uphill battle at this point, right? So they need to set out to work thoroughly 
dismantling his story with their rebuttal witnesses and evidence. So first what they did was they showed that Daryl, the the one that's been the brother that's been implicated by Darren, who's on trial, right? They showed that Daryl's phone and credit card had been used to order a pizza quite a ways away in Maryland at 12, 16 PM on the 14th. (laughs) These brothers really liked that pizza. And Daryl and Stefan took the stand at trial. Both denied that they were ever anywhere near the Savopolis home. Right. Daryl testified that Went should be ashamed of himself for attempting to implicate him. Prosecutors produced cell tower evidence to prove that Stefan and Daryl were, in fact, in Maryland on the days in question. Yeah. They produced time cards from Stefan's job at a painting company to show that he was at work that day and all day on the 14th, at least for the actual crimes that took place in the home, Daryl and Stefan. I mean, it's impossible that they were present. Right. And Stefan testified that went had threatened his family when he was asked to leave his mother's apartment. Finally, prosecutors made sure that the jury knew that Daryl actually helped police apprehend his brother, Darren went remember he was traveling in that convoy, but they were able to point out that Daryl was on the phone with the, the arresting officers. Yeah. So he cooperated in the arrest of Darren went one of the final witnesses to testify in the trial in the prosecution's rebuttal was the medical examiner who attested to the horrific injuries inflicted on the family that she viewed firsthand. The prosecutors wanted the jury to go into deliberations with the horrific images of the crime on their brains. They showed graphic and gruesome autopsy photos, including the blackened, unrecognizable remains of little Philip. They pulled Sava's bloody shirt out of a sealed evidence bag, and it smelled of decay so badly that some of the jurors looked visibly sickened. The medical examiner testified that Sava was stabbed with a large blade through the back of the neck to the front. Amy's neck was sliced in three quick cuts, and she had been stabbed a total of eight times. And Philip was stabbed three times, including a stab wound in his lower abdomen that went almost through his body. The stabbings were on top of the brutal beatings with the baseball bat, causing multiple skull fractures and exposing the skulls. In her closing arguments, the lead prosecutor, Laura Bach, told jurors that even if they did not believe Went could have committed the crimes by himself, they could still find him guilty of murder if they conclude he participated. After retiring to the deliberation room with 45 pages of jury instructions on the 20 counts, the jury deliberated for 20 hours before finding Darren Went guilty on all counts. At Went's sentencing in February of 2019, the judge threw the book at him, handing down a sentence of four consecutive life terms with no possibility of parole. Keep in mind, D.C. does not have the death penalty. Went showed no emotion and had no family in the courtroom. Well, of course he had no family in the courtroom. He blamed family members for the actual crime. Right, right. 
He, he has no friends at this time either. No, I don't think he had friends before this time. So a little theory here, a little garage theory, if you will, to kind of tie everything up and, and how this very likely went down using the evidence that we know that was presented at trial. So it's very likely that Darren went, his life was, it seemed to be in rapid, a rapid downward spiral. He had been kicked out of his mom's house. He had nowhere to live. Right. He had been alienated by his family members. He didn't have a job. Boy, he's violent towards everybody. His green card was likely going to be revoked. Yeah. And he was going to be shipped out of the country. And his his van registration was expired, and he couldn't renew it without the green card. He told his brother-in-law that he wanted to ask Vanessa, his girlfriend, to marry him, but he didn't have any money for a ring. Yeah. We don't know exactly what he was planning or how long he had been planning it for when he made the decision to go to 3201 Woodland Drive on that day. It seems likely that either he was out for revenge against the boss who had him fired all those years ago, or the Savopolis were the only rich people he knew whom he could rob or possibly both. Right. And things seemed to have gotten out of control. Went ended up staying in the house for almost 24 hours, a very risky move, and then killing everyone inside, even though he had gotten what he wanted, the money. Mm-hmm. Another question that has never been answered, as we said, is exactly how Went accessed the home on that day. But it's believed he watched Amy leave, cut the phone lines as soon as she left. He incapacitated Philip and Vera, put the dogs in the basement, and then waited for Amy to come home. We can only imagine what her reaction was when she walked in. Investigators believe that Went used threats to Philip to manipulate the parents and get them to do what he wanted. He forced Amy to make the 530 phone call to Sava, telling him to come home. We have to wonder whether she considered giving him any kind of signal or code word. Perhaps Went made her make the call on speakerphone so he could hear if there was any funny business. Yeah. Once Sava entered the home, he almost certainly was ambushed in the foyer, where we saw signs of a struggle and where investigators found a second baseball bat with blood on it nearby. Had Sava been able to get to his upstairs office, he would have grabbed one of the guns in the filing cabinet drawer, but that didn't happen. There remains quite a bit that we do not know. Some of the $40,000 was never found. Neither were Amy and Sava's phones. Hmm. Another thing that doesn't really add up is who was the other man carrying the bucket in the video? He has never been identified. He was likely helping Went carry gasoline to burn the Porsche or may have just been somebody that happened to be there around that time. Yeah. A juror who was interviewed after the trial said that the jurors all agreed the man on the video was not Went and was not Daryl. Also, who was the man the witness saw driving the Porsche who had short hair, according to the witness? Was the witness just mistaken and didn't see Wentz pulled back dreadlocks? Or was somebody else involved? But the single part of this case that both scares and saddens me the most 
It seems likely that neither parent during all of those phone calls tried to signal anyone because either they were too afraid of went hurting Philip or they really believed that if they paid him off, he would leave and they would be okay. And that could have been his initial plan, but we're talking about a very violent individual that snaps over anything. We will never know exactly what went down in the house during that 22-hour period between 3.15 p.m. on the 13th and the fire at 1.15 p.m. on the 14th. Of course, it's not certain that we would really want to know. As Prosecutor Laura Box said, these are the things that nightmares are made of. In the end, Darren Went was convicted on all 20 counts by a unanimous jury. There has never been any evidence whatsoever that Jordan Wallace was in any way involved. And investigators found no evidence that either of the Wint brothers or anyone else was responsible for the four murders. The Savopolis house was restored after the fire and put up for sale, but no buyers materialized. Since then, it has been demolished, leaving an abandoned lot that is a sad, empty reminder of what happened. The couple's daughters occasionally post online tributes to their parents. One post that I love is by Katerina. When she posted a quote that she attributes to her father, it reads, quote, who gives a shit what other people think? Let's go make some more poor decisions. The Savopolis lived life to the fullest until Darren went took it all away. How about some recommended reading here, Captain? This week we are recommending Love and Death in the Sunshine State, The Story of a Murder by Cutter Wood. Quick little description here for you. When a stolen car is recovered, it sets off a search for a missing woman, and three men are named persons of interest, her husband, her boyfriend, and the man who stole the car. Check out Love and Death in the Sunshine State, and you can find that title along with all of our other recommendations on our website, truecrimegarage.com. We want to thank you so much for sharing on social media and telling your friends. Until next week. Be good, be kind, and don't litter. They say plants like music. Yeah, no, like really, they, they respond to the vibrations of it, which means that this playlist you're listening to, the plants are too. You know what else plants like? Organic soil from miracle Grow. It's made with all the best stuff like wood fiber and compost. Plus, it's Omri certified organic, which officially means it's made with superior ingredients. And when you give your plants the stuff that makes them happy, they won't judge you on your iffy playlist. Hear that, plants? So go ahead and give them miracle Grow.